Keenan and Kel premiered on Nickelodeon on July 15th, 1996. Let's put 25 minutes on the clock. Pilots study Chris and Grimes. They're talking all of your favorite shows. But only the pilot episode. That means the first show. In case you didn't know. You never know what show they're going to talk about. But they're only going to talk about the first one. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. Hello and welcome to Pilot Study. My name is Chris Lantinen and I am your host. And as always, his chipmunk has pneumonia. I'm joined by Grimes. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm so happy to be here talking about this classic Nickelodeon masterpiece. <laughs> I will go through our our um, po- our pregame scenario. We... Uh, We've been talking about doing this episode for a little bit. There's been a little bit of a delay between... Um, basically, this month has gone by a little slow because we both went on work vacations. Not even like real pleasurable vacations, but work vacations. So That's this right. this is the third in the Blank and Blank series. I, I think we'll have one more. I've, I've got one more cool one that I want to do. But anyways, so we are getting ready for this episode on Keenan and Kel. They are t- a straight 25 minutes, not even like the sitcom 22 minutes. So they, they feel a little long already. And then we both watch the second episode instead of the first. We blow it. Right, right. If you Google it, uh, Vimeo pops up with season one, episode one. Yeah. But that is actually episode two, as we painfully learned this evening. It's a dirty trick. And if any of you listening out there did this, I... I want to kill you because now I had to watch 40, I don't know, 50 minutes of Keenan and Kel today while I was just trying to get on with my life. That's you it. know, between that and SNL, I feel like Keenan owes me a lot of minutes back <laughs> in my life. <laughs> uh, besides what's up with that, I would agree with you. Now, sure. now I actually I actually think I benefited a, I benefited a little bit by watching both episodes and I think we, we we should discuss both of them because there are some like clear character differences. Something happened from the pilot to the second episode and there's major changes. But first let's do as usual, let's do some of our specs. So of course this is a a spin-off of all that. Yeah. Um, which I didn't know. I actually I actually had never seen this show. I, I I think I saw the Amanda. I think I've watched a couple episodes of the Amanda show, which is the Amanda Bynes spinoff. Do you remember that? You know, I I remember probably being age appropriate to watch Keenan and Kel, but I was already into like Pulp Fiction and stuff like that. So I was (laughs) all my friends were like two to three years older and in high school. That's like a whole world of difference, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Keenan and Kel spins off from all that. I believe they spent five seasons total on all that and i believe there was a little bit of overlap if i understood this because of course there's an oral history on all that i think i understood the oral history correctly so um we have we have of course have that connection i had some more specs but i think i i either deleted them because i was just so upset or i actually lost them um and there's i I did find a chicago tribune article from 1996 which is very appropriate given the show is based in Chicago. And Kel said this about the show. The show is mad funny, said Kel, who turns 18 on August 25th. <laughs> we get into junk all the time because Keenan's always trying to get the easy way out of stuff. 
Um, and they say that the guys will be a double threat for Nickelodeon. They're still part of the All That crew, so that's where the that's where I found the overlap. Um, Coolio does the intro. Yes. Which is interesting. He actually has a quote about it. He said, I don't know who asked me or who wanted me to who wanted to use me for the Keenan and Kel intro video. They called me and I didn't have a problem with it. It was easy. I wrote it in probably about half an hour. In two hours. Yeah, no shit. In two hours the song was completely done. We just had to mix it. Shooting the video, he said, was quote, off the chain. I had a really, good, I had a really good time doing that. Uh, so let's jump into some title talk. What were your thoughts on Coolio's contribution to this great pilot? Well, I, having uh, the perspective of that quote makes me think uh, Coolio just was saying yes a lot at this time. A, a lot. <laughs> this was Pete Coolio. This yeah. was like Gangsters Paradise. Um, you know, '96 was probably the year of Coolio, if there was one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I like the hip-hop intro. I like the hockey jerseys. Um, I like that Nickelodeon was racially cool. This was like 20 years ago. Um, putting a black family sitcom on even now really doesn't happen a lot. So Yeah, you know what? I was... I, I really... I had a tough time putting my thoughts together regarding like the like the race breakdown of Nickelodeon because I, I guess I, I didn't watch Nickelodeon. I was like, a, I was, like, yeah, me um, either. I was a cartoon network guy. So I didn't, I, I don't want to like say that, Oh, finally they get some black people on TV because I don't know like what their breakdown was. But I mean, no matter what, this seems like a very progressive um, layout for its time. And I also noticed that um, along racial lines, I guess, veering away from title talk, unless you have anything more to add. We're doing a Nickelodeon show. Let's get into race, baby. In-depth in <laughs> racial analysis. Um, they definitely copied a lot of shit. Like, the dad is... The mom and dad are, you know, the family. mom and dad from every show. Family Kel matters. Acts definitely a lot family like, matters. Yes. And Kel acts a lot like Fresh Prince, I think. You know, yes, I'm sorry. Not Family Matters. Definitely Fresh Prince down to, in the second episode, they throw them Throwing out. Throwing them out. Yeah, yeah, they throw them out of a meeting just like in the Fresh Prince. Yeah. And then I also thought Keenan, if you notice a few times, he's like doing Chappelle almost. Mm. He has that real like short delivery. And um, I don't know if you if you think about it. And when you're watching more Keenan and Kel after this, watch for that Chappelle <laughs> influence. I, I have some Kel thoughts. I, I want to get. I have a couple more spec things. So, um, yeah, yeah. Keenan had appeared in the Mighty Ducks, uh, but both were pretty yeah. new at that time. Um, so, so yeah, let's just jump right into the Kel stuff because we watched both of these first episodes and I know we're supposed to stay on the pilot, but the one thing I was super surprised by is how reserved Kel is in the pilot and like how normal he is and how he kind of looks like Ken Griffey. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, he does look like Ken Griffey. He really looks like Ken Griffey in this, the, the young Ken Griffey. And in the second episode, he's like a fucking psychopath. Like, he has that, like, complete mental breakdown in the courtroom at the end that is, like, if he's on, like, a 30 in the pilot, he's on, like, 130 at the uh, in the courtroom scene. He, like, is a completely different actor in the second episode, and I wonder if there was, like, if they just didn't think he was um, off, the wall, off the wall enough. Because, really, in the pilot, Keenan is the crazy one, and Kel is the straight man. Kel's, like, the one that's right. along for the ride and just kind of, like trying to talk him down 
um, from whatever cliff he's on <coughs> at that moment. But in the second episode, Keenan is the crazy one, and Cal is like the smart but straight man. I don't know if you, I don't yeah, know if I'm just making true. this up or not. <laughs> no, I noticed that a little bit. I guess you just can't have two straight men. So they're probably like, dude, you got to amp it up and be weird like you are on all that, or else mm. we won't get all those fans to watch both shows. You know, he's like going for the heartthrob thing in the pilot down to the little sister having like a crush on him. Like he's really yeah. going like, and then he uses that to like, he uses that to get her to do things and not tell on them for their schemes. Yeah. And even like the way he's dressed in the pilot is very, it's much like, it's a much cleaner dress. He's like, it's there's they're dressing him. They're styling him in such a way that they think, Oh, girls are going to dig him. And the second one, they're like, no guys are going to want to be him because he is like unhinged and like right. probably should be in like a mental institution. Another thing about Kel, um, does he have parents? He seems to eat every meal with Keenan's family. He's there in the morning before <laughs> school. He's there at night. He's there every weekend. Like what, what's his deal? I was actually going to bring up that same thing to you. Do you think like, is there like a tragic backstory to Kel or is it just like that we we meet his parents like in the season finale or something like that 100 episodes down the road? Yeah, it's probably like a very special episode when we meet his parents and either they're like really abusive or they're just super weird and then explains why he's weird. I would think like since all their schemes are about getting money or getting a car or winning They're poor. Yeah, or winning a lawsuit. I would think that Kel comes from like a super rich family and just never told Keenan. Oh, okay. So maybe that's it. Maybe he is the fresh prince in more ways than one. Maybe he does have a rich family. Um I wanted to ask you a question. We'll get back into the episode soon, but I wanted to ask you a general question. Have you ever gotten a good prize from a cereal box? Or from sending in the UPCs on a cereal box? Well, I have not, <laughs> but I have a story about this. Okay. One summer, one summer uh, my man Sudi and I saved up boxes from Pop-Tarts because, or like the lid. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to get these Hanson t-shirts to wear them ironically like on the first day of school our junior years of high school um and i purposely ordered like a medium or a large because i was very fat and it would be like really tight funny <laughs> yeah. and so we each saved up 10 lids and we sent in like six bucks in these lids and the, the damn shirts never came what the hell so pop tarts if you're listening hook me up with my six bucks and a shirt please but anyway no i've never <laughs> You know, you think those trinkets are good when you're a kid because kids are stupid, but it's just crap. It's like dollar store it's kinda like nonsense. Mc- it's kind of like McDonald's toys, but even worse. It Worse, yeah, I think. I mean, in McDonald's, you're only paying for the toy. The food is useless. It's like garbage. I think so. my mom used to be good at that kind of stuff, and she would, like, we'd end up with, like, bowls and shit, like cereal bowls. So she would <laughs> Sets turn, of cups. Yeah, she would turn that stuff in. Same thing with McDonald's for, like, and I guarantee they're still in her, in, in her like, cup thing at home, like her um, cupboard. She never throws away cups. She still has the Batman Forever like little glass mugs that you no got there that you got from McDonald's during the release of that movie. So yeah, the, uh, we have like a Tommy Lee Jones one and like a Jim Carrey one. Yeah, she still has those <laughs> cups. So she like went all out on a lot of that stuff. I remember getting bowls. Um, like the Simpsons joke is that there was like Bart was trying to get like a hat with a propeller on it. 
like so we could fly away or whatever but i think they really had like propeller hats at one point and i think i remember yeah, that was like a uh, yeah i remember them being like a cereal box thing um let's get to the i guess the <laughs> actual episode so the general plot is that keenan and um, Keenan is trying to get a car, even though he's not old enough to drive, so that he can go to work on, and get there on time, I guess. Um, not really. Yes, he, he wants to avoid the snow, he wants to avoid being late for work, and he wants to pick up some ladies. Yeah, I think it's mostly the ladies thing, but the work, like, even though the guy hired him knowing he wasn't old enough to drive, he's like, wants him to be on time and drive, So I, I so that's part of it. So they're trying to get enough money to win a car. They first try the cereal boxes because if you find something, you get like $5,000. Then they try to sell some comic books that they think are worth a lot of money. And it turns out that the their white boss, whatever his name is, he ruins the comic books. Like they're big time. Like His name is chris oh yeah his name is chris yeah yeah so their big ticket like item that was going to be worth thousands of dollars he ruins never pays them back for for some reason and then they do buy a car off a guy who stole it and then they help take the guy down in a sting operation so there's a lot going on here (laughs) (laughs) there is a lot lot. and again i have to i have to mention the half-baked influence i i'm curious what came out first uh, because that's a similar plot to Half Baked. They help the police in a sting at the end to exonerate themselves. And well, I did look up the Coolio song. That was 1995, so he was in like his golden age. That must have been maybe before, right right after he won his Grammy, I think, or was nominated for the Grammys. So Half Baked came out. I think that was 2000 or oh, something. Okay. Uh, 98. So Half Baked is actually. So basically, they copied Keenan and Cal. Let's be honest. So Chappelle ripped off Keenan Thompson. <laughs> yes, he ripped off Keenan Thompson. Um, <laughs> can I ask you a question just about the general like structure of the show? Did you find it weird that, like, okay, so let me let me try to break it down here. Mm. <laughs> if if I can break it down, there is like the setting of the show. They start in a live studio audience like type of setting where Keenan, who's very comfortable like on the mic as a young kid, like he's yeah. very he's very good in those beginnings. He's scenes. blessed from a young age with some talent, man. He he is very, very good. And so he he like presents the episode and the curtains open and you're greeted with the living room set. So there's a show that's the live audience, but but they know but they act like it's their life, their real life. I'm just confused as to where I'm just confused as to like what they thought the structure was going to be. If you think it works, um, I I, do, I have some writing down about like the actual breakdown. But just tell me what you thought about the format while I while I find that. Well, as a television expert, I would explain it thusly. Yeah. So when he when they're out front of the red curtain, similar to the Tenacious D HBO series, and I think uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David did this as well. Okay. That's like. That's breaking the fourth wall, like to a studio audience. So, like, we're talking to you now, but then, like, look, this is our house because it is a theater set. Which is, I'm curious if that's like. So, are those people there the whole time? Is that the same studio audience, or is that like a fake setup? Because if it's the same audience and they're doing the show for them too, like live, that's pretty baller. Yeah, well, I don't know because the second episode has like a girl participating. She could be a plant. But I'm not really sure. So 
I, I, I guess the reality and the staging is what was strange and odd to me. So they're live in the studio. They live in their world. They know it's a show. The show doesn't really know its structure, I guess, and reaches for something really intricate that doesn't really make sense. You make the most sense out of anything that I've like delineated from what I saw was that they're just simply breaking the fourth wall and they're doing yeah. it. Like, we're watching them break the fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah. We're just watching it happen from above like gods. <laughs> right. Right. So I guess the structure is a little interesting if you think about it in that way and that I didn't expect the curtains to open and for us to be there. Like I thought that was kind of cool and interesting and, and everything else. Um, this is a pretty, yeah, this was a really well-produced show. This was not like a half-assed. No. Like, I didn't know what a spinoff was. This was a spinoff of all yeah. that. But, like, I just thought this was a show, like The Fresh Prince, like any other show, Saved by the Bell, whatever was on TV. This fit right in. It doesn't seem corny. Like, obviously, I'm not laughing my ass off at it as a middle-aged, grumpy bastard. But if I was, like, a kid, I think this would be cool still. I think it would be. They, it has that like Nickelodeon style of acting, which is like they all in the 90s wanted to be Jim Carrey. Yes, there's a lot of flourish. <laughs> and, there, and there's no like there's no control over the physical comedy. It's more so just like comedic convulsions, I guess I'll call it, where they're just like when he's like choking in the second episode, he's just like shaking. And that's supposed to be funny. And there's a lot right? of messy humor. There's food there's just throwing stuff breaking things jumping yeah, around yeah, yeah it's, it's very physical a lot of like environmental assistance like yes, you, you couldn't yes. you couldn't put these guys like in front of like an audition and be like all right give us your best physical humor they wouldn't really be able to do that without like right. bra breaking a vase over their head or whatever like black box improv theater <laughs> yeah, up there yeah. just trying to like work with nothing <laughs> uh before we get to random notes i gotta throw out my biggest beef with this show right away okay. It's in the second episode, so I do apologize, but we watched them both, so we're doing them as a package deal. They're in Chicago, right? They're, they they get together to watch a Bulls game. First mm -hmm. off, the Bulls game is really, really early. He's still in his pajamas. It's like 10 a.m. They're just playing an early game. <laughs> 10 a.m. They're fucking tipping off. It's not, not even like Christmas or anything. Then, in his dream, can you tell me what hoodie he is wearing? His like dream uh, where he's going to be a millionaire after he sues the tuna company in the second episode. What hoodie is he wearing? I wrote down that it looked like a rap video, but I didn't specify a hoodie per se. He is se. wearing a New York Knicks hoodie. Oh, okay. So that's beef, man. Those are they're they're rivals. They you can't are, do that. They are total rivals. Let me look and see what the Knicks were doing in 1996. Because Why would a Chicago kid even own a Knicks gear unless it said FV in front of it? Listen, the Knicks finished second in the Atlantic Division in 96 with a 57-25 and 25 record. Let's see where they were knocked out. The Bulls. What about the Bulls? Bulls won the championship that year. The Bulls were 69-13, and 13, so they were the top-ranked team. I wish I could find... Um, who they played, they lost to Miami in Game 7. So they didn't get to play the Heat. They didn't get to play the Bulls, but they were in the same playoffs as them. You can't cheer for New York and Chicago. No, and they were acting like Bulls fans in the episode as well. So you know that's that's a flub. Somebody messed up. I, I didn't like that. Uh, maybe Keenan's from New York, and he snuck that onto his into his costume. But uh, I thought that was a big oversight, basketball-wise. Because if you're going to talk about the Bulls several times, you better be fucking wearing a Bulls hoodie in that dream. 
if his his dream is to be yeah. a, fa- a yeah. fan yeah with of the him. hood up by the way why was the hood <laughs> down <laughs> i don't know i don't know let's do some random notes what do you what, what do you have overall from these two episodes that uh you thought was notable i mean i had a lot i always i had a lot i always over notes but i mean what i just want to talk about is is Keenan Thompson just for first of all shout outs okay. to Kel. I know they've been talking about a reunion. Um they had they had a mini one on Fallon. Yeah, they did. And I think Kel is like a successful dude. Everybody probably like thinks just because he's not on SNL that he's like a bum. He owns like multiple restaurants and he's like I think he just has a normal life. He's pretty successful and, and that's good. I'm glad that that's the case. But Keenan, I mean, this dude has been entertaining me my whole life, starting with the Mighty Ducks. Um, and, and and I was pretty shocked when he, he was on SNL at first. I was like, he's like a kid actor, right? Like a Nickelodeon guy. But he is probably holding that shit together right now. Him and, like, Moynihan are the vets. He, I mean, he's been... Some, and, you know, Black Jeopardy was hilarious. He's He's been really... He's been surprisingly, like, pretty solid in his SNL career. Like I know they gave him uh, like, especially when they didn't have any other black cast members, like he was stuck playing, like he was stuck playing drag and like just doing every single role that necessitated a black person. But I think like, since they've diversified the cast a little bit, I've been really impressed with just his present. His presence in the sketch is not like, Oh fuck. Like Keenan's here. Like some people in that, in that cast, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why is this person here? Keenan's not that guy anymore. Yeah, it's almost like you when you see him or Moynihan, you feel like, okay, this is probably going to be one of the good sketches because the real people are in it. <laughs> yeah, and that's cool. Like I I, th- I think he has held himself pretty well. He obviously he had like what was the start of a movie career and like obviously Fat Albert bombed and it wouldn't be a franchise anymore anyways. So <laughs> I'm just uh, right, and, and I think he, yeah, yeah, no doubt. He he also got that big publicity for doing the Cosby impression on SNL 40th when Eddie Murphy wouldn't, so he ended up yeah, doing it. Yeah, that and, was a ballsy move. Yeah, and I think I think that that certainly like gave got him some respect from like longtime SNL fans. Um, he'll never be a movie star, but I think he could be like he could be like a good supporting actor in, in some movies. Yeah, yeah, and that's my, I, you know, I don't want to bash this show. Like I said, I thought this was pretty good. Surprisingly, like, holds up 20 years later. I can't believe it's been that long. But, yeah, I don't have too many random notes. The boss is, like, the worst overactor ever. <laughs> um, in the first episode, or in the second episode, they go through four liters and a can of soda in the first, like, seven, seven minutes. <laughs> you and at told, one you point, told me you're accounting. I love that. <laughs> At one point, Kel is carrying around just a two liter of orange soda, like drinking yeah. from it as if it's bottled water. You wouldn't see that today, not in Michelle Obama's America. Could I, um, I, I have a good story about liters of soda. We had this kid on our cross country team in high school, and he was he did this thing where like, because we had like a, I think we had like a fifty minute, it was like an hour break between when like school would end and like practice stuff would begin so you'd have like after school and then practice would begin he would drink a liter of pop like in between in those 50 minutes i'd see him chugging on a liter of pop and then he'd go to cross-country practice and run yeah i don't know how his stomach like didn't fucking explode like a bird it was it was insane but i I do want to say one thing about the pop 
yes, they pound a lot of orange soda, but they have the Mountain Dew as well. And they do. They show the label, so obviously that was paid for. I really like like the old design of Mountain Dew. I know you're a big Dew guy. Are you a um, a retro Dew design, or are you a new school, like '90s Dew design guy? I am way old school with all that soda yeah. stuff. I think those old cans they need to bring all that back, just like you know Miller Lite brought back their '70s and '80s logo, and that is cool. Like it's it's member berries, I know, but. Mm. I, um, I like I like the old I like design. Yeah, I think I think that should be the one. Doritos on. as well. I like the check out the old Doritos on Google. That was a good solid logo. Yeah, they they bust that out every now and then too. Mm-hmm. The only thing I also have to say is in both episodes there are enormous piles of food. One is cereal and one yes. is too much tuna. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say that. What do you think is underneath the cereal? Because it's like really lumpy. it's like standing up yeah yeah probably a human in a sweatsuit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like really weird i was like what the fuck is that shit um their names it probably are... glued it to some mountain set yeah i think i think it's definitely glued down there uh the, their names are keenan rockmore and kel kimball um if anybody is i don't know interested i guess um it was filmed another good they did say it was filmed in front of a live studio audience in Orlando. So it was filmed in front of a live studio audience. I forgot about that. And did you say you had another one? Uh, keep going. Sorry. I'm, I'll find it. I, I, I like when cops say, you can help us nail this guy. I like cops saying that they're going to nail somebody. I think that's a very um, powerful, <laughs> powerful way of saying that we are going to detain them. So I have that. That's about it. And and I had Ken Griffey note again because he looks like Ken Griffey. Oh, yeah. My last note. Um, the cereal is called Google Puffs. I don't know if you noticed that, like Google. <laughs> Google Puffs for real? And I, Yeah. And I was thinking Google should actually make cereal in honor of this shit and give away like $10,000 prizes in it Willy Wonka style because that would be an amazing cereal prize. Once this, once this episode of Pilot Study goes viral, they will do that. As and they all do. As, as every single one of the episodes is done. It's crazy. Um, by viral, we mean just inching over 100 listeners. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, so I, I actually thought that the mom said Cocoa Puffs at first. And then when they started ripping so did them. I, but no. Then when they started ripping them open, they looked like Fruit Loops. But I guess if they're puffs, they're more like tricks, right? Yeah, I mean, I think they are a loop. If I uh, remember correctly, but yeah, but puffs, they're called Google. Man. Puffs are circular, right? Aren't they? Puffs are circular, so I'll have to rewind and see what they came up with. But I, <laughs> you are I, not going to do. I that. remember thinking, <laughs> I remember thinking she said cocoa puffs. Why aren't they brown? I think she did say cocoa puffs. If we so. both, if we both thought she said cocoa puffs, I guarantee she did. I, I definitely checked to make sure I wasn't playing myself with the Google reference mm-hmm. because that was. That was the Illuminati giving people hints. So, do you want do you want to know my idea for what we should do next to finish out yes. blank and blank? I think we should do Pete and Pete. Okay. The, the adven- I've, the I've adven- never seen it. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. So it's a little bit of a different title, but I think it still qualifies, right? It does. Okay. Then we're gonna do the Adventures of Pete and Pete for the next episode. Um, I'm very excited. We might have a guest because someone recommended that show to me. So we'll try to bring All it right. up. Cool. And uh, let's do your plugs. What's your What's your Instagram this month? My Instagram this month, same as last month, at Grimes John. Okay. 
Um, follow me on Tumblr at sadboy.emo.grimes. <laughs> okay. Um, Twitter about, underscore yeah, Grimes, Sean. Um, I would say that you should email us at pilotstudypod at gmail.com. And you should also follow us at pilotstudypod. I am currently watching Black Mirror, and I'm going to tweet about it, as I do with most shows that I watch. Oh. And yeah, have you ever seen Black Mirror? No, but uh, I am. You're going to be so happy with me. Oh, you're going to be so are happy. You, are you watching Halt and Catch Fire? I'm about to start Sanders tonight, dude. Sanders, yes. I'm so excited. I'm doing it. I'm so excited. Uh, you would like Black Mirror because it's um, not that I'm saying anything about you, but it's like it's the one of the darkest. It has one of the show has <laughs> one of the darkest souls I've ever encountered. And I must see it. Yes, you must see it. You'll you'll love its um, down and out messages on technology and people. Mostly just people. <laughs> so. I love that you know me so well after only three short years. No, no, you'll you'll love this show. It's about how people are real, just soulless creatures. So hey, that's up my alley for sure. <laughs> that's good stuff. So enjoy Sanders. Um, I will, man. If if everybody wants to follow along, this one was on YouTube. Make sure you watch the one where they're trying to buy a car, not the two. The title of the episode is Car Trouble. I thought the title of the episode the title of the episode on IMDb is Pilot. It's pilot. Yeah, but I don't know. I found it as car trouble. So and the next one was called The Taming of the Screw because he finds a screw <coughs> in his tuna. So But really, the taming of the shrew, which of course is the basis for Ten Things I Hate About You, that storyline does not come into play at all. Nope. Not so at all. So the reference is very, very shallow. <laughs> Very it should have shallow. been called hey audience screw you <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been really good or just screw you i think that would actually worked back in the nickelodeon hard edge days all right let's uh wrap it up of course we'll leave a preview of our next episode as we always do but thank you for listening to pilot study and we hope to talk to you soon thank you yes happy halloween to really learn what it means to be a family that's it if we were just Eskimos, we could all just go out and harpoon a whale together. But since we're Wrigley's, we have to do it the hard way and take a family trip. It's a tribal ritual that means a lot to our dad. But most of the time, he was just an ordinary dad with ordinary dad powers. But for two weeks every summer, during our annual trip to the Hoover Dam, he was something special. Perfect. He was the king. The king of the road. He had earned his crown over the years by being the best on the road in the three major dad driving categories. One, never asking for. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. Oh. <laughs>